0: Hello, I've always wanted to start a podcast, and here I am with my first episode called "Brightening the Summers of Readers and Writers." I am Heju, and I will hopefully be able to provide some activities that I do with students that I tutor over the summer. I wanted to say a disclaimer: while these are the activities that I suggest, I want you all to know that these aren't the only activities that are out there. Matter of fact it might not be the right activity for your child. These activities are what was just right with my students and of course can be adjusted and developed in ways that support your children. So I decided to do this podcast because I know that summer break can be quite long and knowing how many worries my parents had over my brother's reading and writing journey for three months without school, There has to be more loved ones out there who might have this huge question lingering in their minds. How can I help my child work on their reading and writing over summer? This is a totally valid question to consider because some loved ones might choose to have their children spend their breaks inside their house due to the pandemic or other reasons. And some loved ones want to spend more time with their children, but still also foster their learning journey. I thought maybe we could change this question up a little bit by asking, how can I help my child grow to love reading and writing over summer? Because as you may know, once June hits, the sun is bright, the weather is warm, students will have this faucet that turn off during summer, which is totally okay. They're humans too. So the first answer I have for that question is joy. Centered a learning on joy. Now, joy looks different for every student. And I know that some kids might open the book easily and read for fun. And some kids might prefer another activity to throw their minds. But that is totally okay because you can bring their interest into the books. There are so many interests in cars, trains, flowers, the color pink, or whatever they obsess over. And there's so many books on them. You can read these books to children and have a discussion about them. So some questions you might ask are, what are some new things you learned about so-and-so? What more do you want to learn about? For example, I know that when my brother was growing up, he loved M.T. trains. He could go on YouTube for hours and hear the squeaky tracks and just watch the doors open and shut for hours. So we went to the library and found books to have to do with trains. And then we just talked about the book for a few minutes. Library, libraries are offering library card signups online now. Back then, we would have to go into the libraries and sign up in person, but now it's online. And some books are available through online as well. So, reading should be joyful, and that is a perfect time in summer to read for fun because sharing that joy with loved ones isn't something that's easily done in schools now because of pandemic restrictions or book choices. So let summer be a time for kids to really regain that love for reading. And if the interest of the child happens to have a place or a museum dedicated to it, try to take that child on a trip. And if that's not possible, there are virtual visits as well. And even then, sometimes it might not be possible. However, kids have this incredible imagination and they're waiting to be cultivated. They could draw blueprints of their ideal museum. They could draw maps. And actually I got this idea from this book I read a couple of years ago. I forgot the title of it, it was amazing. But the character or the kid created her own museum of her family artifacts because in her local museum, she did not see any artifacts reflecting her identity. She built her own thing and had her neighbors come visit and see her story. So do something very similar like that, and that would be amazing. Just have them think about what museum do you want people to see when they visit? What artifacts would you like to include? What would the tickets look like? What rooms would you have set up? Just having them ask, having them work with these questions, and having like opportunities to ask these open-ended questions about their own museum sparked so much discussion and just so much story building and so much play involved, pretend play. They can create a museum and actually pretend to be a worker there. And they could be an expert in the interest that they're showcasing. And after doing more research about the interest at hand, possibly there are different museums all over the world that might not be easily accessible to, considering it could be a plane right away. But maybe they also have virtual museums. And in terms of writing, have them fall in love with their favorite pen or writing utensil or a piece of paper, and have them draw or write about one gratitude in their life. So I know a student that I used to tutor, she would use this pink sparkly pen with like a fuzzy ball on top and that really motivated her to keep on going. And she felt really happy every time she was writing. She was able to associate her joy with that pen to writing and in terms of writing about gratitude, it's something that as adults we need to work on and for kids this could really get them to treasure the small moments onto paper. I remember during my spring my spring breaks or summer breaks, I would stay home and I would come back to school and all my other classmates would go to Disneyland or travel the world and. I couldn't help but compare my experiences to theirs. But if I took time maybe during those breaks to really think about what I'm thankful for and make use of the daily lives, maybe I would be more confident in sharing my experiences with my class. Even if a summer break means staying at home, what about home are you thankful for? You might start with sentence prompts as, I like that, bum 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 bum, or today I did, bum 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 bum, it was bum 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 bum. This helps them really just see what they're thankful for in their daily lives, even if it means that they have to stay home. And to really expand their writing is to just keep on writing. And it's simpler than just that, but... Having them associate their love for writing with a writing utensil, like I said before, could be really helpful. Also, there are a lot of wordless picture books out there. And the coolest thing about wordless picture books (laughs) is that it's wordless, as it says in the name. But there are so many opportunities for kids to label these pictures and kind of expand on their vocabulary but also tell their story through the illustrations that the illustrator have drawn and these books can allow for acting for being the characters inside and not just for wireless picture books of course just for any book in general kids can imagine the book like it's a movie in their brains and then show it through kinesthetic movements and it's like the most beautiful thing for them to act out what they're reading because then they're falling in love with characters and then they learn more about the books and then you learn about the events and then it goes all the way back to reading right but reading and joy the importance of play and joy that's embedded in the books can't just not be talked about because they're like the foundation of everything else. And at this point in the podcast, you might be thinking, hey, Joy is great. I am so excited to do these activities with my children and have them love reading and writing. But how about phonics and sight words? How can I get them to actually read? And this is a great question considering phonics is a huge part of reading and writing. It's something that a lot of parents are getting to know a lot about. And know that by the end of kindergarten, students will be able to read words that have spellings of consonant vowel consonants. For example, words like pot, or hid, or cat. Like cat has a C, then an A, then a T. And of course, there can be enthusiasm for teaching more. And I totally understand, considering that we all want the best for our children to keep learning. So there's an activity that you can do, which is to have them build words with this Jamboard that I will link in the Padlet as to many other links in references to what I mentioned before. And in this jam board, you and the child could do a matching game. So you can say a word and have them create it and then switch roles. Have them say the words and then you can create it. And it's really important to do it with words that they're able to sound out or words that usually make their usual sound because that could be really helpful for the words that they end up matching and creating. Another activity that I planned are sight words. So look in a book that you know your child will enjoy and see if there are sight words that they notice. It could be a snap word hunt. And as you look for it, they could use a jamboard once again to build it. Also, there could be an actual physical snap word hunt. Attaches a document of sight words that I use with my students as they're going into first grade. So then you can write a word on a post-it, maybe two or three a week, and hide them everywhere in the room. And then they have to seek and find those words. It's like an actual treasure hunt. And it's so fun because it's kind of like hide like, and seek, but also gives movement breaks for some of them throughout the learning. I also attached a tool that I developed by reading a book. I forgot this book's name. It seems like I'm forgetting a lot of books. But um, it was written by an author. And she writes a lot. Of, she In the book, she talks about a lot of tools. And um, for one of my assignments I had to pick some tools and make a toolkit so this is kind of part of that toolkit it's called going on a treasure hunt and it's a response to the book of going on a bear hunt and in going on a treasure hunt there are words directional words that students might want to grow to learn so I talk about it all in that um link so I don't want to break your ears by going through everything it's listed out in steps and the resources are all on that link so I will leave the palette for that but that's also an opportunity to really have them move around be joy but also be joyful but also work with phonics and notice how all these activities fall under fun that is why I started with joy because joy is the foundation for everything That kids do. And I can just go for hours on creating more joy in reading and writing. But these are some of the few. And all references I made can be listed on a Padlet I made. And will be linked in the bio of the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed listening to some of the activities I've done. That brought smiles to the kids' faces but also mine and thank you for staying tuned. Um, I hope to make a new podcast episode. I don't know what it will be about yet, but till then, have fun brightening the summers of readers and writers. See you next time.